This is New York firefighter Raphael Poirier introducing Firehouse Subs' new $4.99 choice subs. Choose from a medium smoked turkey, honey ham, or roast beef. And remember, a part of every sub you buy helps provide life-saving equipment for first responders. Medium $4.99 choice subs. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Limited time only, plus tax, no substitutions. Participating locations. Firehouse Subs will donate a minimum of $1 million in 2018 to Firehouse Subs Public Safety Foundation by donating 0.13% of every purchase. Welcome to Cinema de Fromage. Tonight, Michael Crichton tells us the tale of scary science gone awry as men work hard in the deep caverns in a drama to straight... Wrong, wrong movie. Sorry, hold on. This is a movie about a park. Yes, a magical amusement park where science has brought things that people couldn't have before and there goes wrong and everything goes terrible. We're talking about Jurassic. No, tonight we're actually looking at a crummy robot chasing... Benjamin Button, whatever his name is, in tonight's movie, Westworld. We have you on We will soon be landing at the ultimate resort. Where you can live out your every fantasy. Each resort is maintained by reliable computer technology and peopled by lifelike robot men and women. Desire ends in satisfaction and all in a controlled environment. Oh, I love this place. There's a lot to do here. The guns they give you are real guns? This place is really fun. It's last day in the resort. Let's make it a little. Don't have to switch off. Fellas new in town? Maybe. Okay. They're not responding. Should we cut the main power grid, sir? It'll kill the light. Shut it all down. Shut it all down. Shut down. Shut down immediately. We have no control over the robots at all. Welcome to Cinema de Fromage, and it's Westworld. 
Michael Crichton's directorial debut. Um, we've got a humdinger of a show for you. So let's introduce the roundtable as we discuss this great film. Uh, we've got Kente, as always. How you doing? I'm doing good. And this was the movie I, I picked uh, as a kid. I grew up loving this movie. Uh, I thought this was like a real place. And uh, <laughs> I definitely wanted to go, even though, you know, it kind of went bad, went sideways. <laughs> but I did want to go. Um, and I'm going to tell you what, some of the reasons why I wanted to go to Westworld and why I would go to Westworld even before I would go to Jurassic Park. Well, less likely to be eaten, I think, was the big <laughs> answer. But... Also with us are another regular here is Jen. How are we doing tonight? <laughs> Jen is silent. That's a first. <laughs> <laughs> so let's take it over to Olaf. Then. How are we doing, Olaf? <laughs> I'm doing great. It's uh, I think excited to talk about uh, Westworld. Always enjoyed the movie and um, can't wait to get into it. Okay, I'm back. I'm sorry. And oh, and here's that. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm I am She's still here. getting over this cold that has been sort of hanging on for like three weeks. So every once in a while, I launch into a coughing fit. Which, trust me, you're glad that I'm on mute when it happens. <laughs> Wait a minute, mothers don't get colds. Uh, they give them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody forgot to tell me that. So uh, aside from the cold, how else? Are, how are things going for you? Pretty good, actually. Although I think uh, last time we we all talked, it was really hot every place else, and now it's so hot here. It's so thanks for pushing all too. that weather down. <laughs> How hot is it? <laughs> we we did the experiment with the fry the egg on the sidewalk thing. Oh wow! Yeah, somebody should have told us we needed to put it in a pan first. <laughs> <laughs> it's still it sitting out there rotting. Clean up. <laughs> so let's get into Westworld. You know what, Kente? This is your movie, so I want you to go and describe the plot for those who are listening without having watched this for no reason whatsoever, and uh, tell us all about Westworld. You know what's so funny about that is uh, that I've had people tell me that they'll watch, they'll listen to our show and never seen the movies. And they'll say that it's like watching a movie, just hearing us talk about it. So uh, it's pretty funny. But um, Westworld is a futuristic theme park where playing, paying guests can pretend to be gunslingers in an artificial Wild West populated by android. Uh, after paying a sizable interest fee, uh, Blaine, played by James Brolin, and Martin, played by the great uh, Richard Benjamin, are determined to uh, unwind by hitting the saloons and shooting off their guns. But when the system goes down, it goes haywire, sorry, and Blaine is killed in a duel, spoiler alert, with a robotic gunslinger played by the great Yul Brenner. I added that part. Uh, Martin's uh, escapist fantasy mm -hmm. suddenly takes on a grim reality. It was released in November 21st, 1973, and was written and directed by the great Michael Crichton, and it birthed a uh, TV series that came uh, about last year. <laughs> also, it also birthed a TV series back in 1980 and a sequel. <laughs> right. Well, nobody well, talks much about those. Uh, yeah. Beyond Westworld. 
for three whole episodes and then it disappeared. That's like yeah. the uh, stepchild that you just don't uh, you don't talk about. <laughs> <laughs> sure, it had two heads, but it, we liked it for a little while. <laughs> Fed it. I, I after we wa- after this movie was chosen, I actually went and downloaded that off of uh, Amazon. And what uh, beyond? Oh West my Earth? god! I'm really glad I didn't actually have to pay for it. It was bad. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it was early 80s TV and there's sci-fi. Like, I don't know if you've ever seen, like, Logan's Run had a series in oh, yeah. the 80s as well, and it was just god-awful. I mean, you cannot turn a story of a guy on the run into a, you know, multi-multi-part thing. It gets a little bit tedious after a while. There's only so much running oh, you can God. do. <laughs> you can only run so far. Yeah. Anyways, we we already talked about Logan's Run, so we're back to Westworld. Um for anyone who hasn't seen it, this will have a familiar feel to it to an extent. A robot chasing people down with this mechanical methodicalness, um, which is, uh, as I said, played by Yul Brenner. He plays the gunslinger, who is a robot in the theme park, whose job is to basically pick fights with the uh, the guests so that they can get into a gunfight with a real gunslinger and shoot them dead and you know live out their fantasies. Um, He's basically the Terminator before there was a Terminator. Um, and I think James Cameron was probably slightly influenced by this movie because there is sort of that, you know, the cold, it's not like acting like a robot, but the methodicalness of uh, Schwarzenegger's Terminator is very similar to Yul Brenner's. In fact, I think Yul Brenner is, is better in some ways in his scariness. I agree. Like, if I was to be chased down by Arnold Schwarzenegger and Yul Brenner, Yul would scare me more. Because yeah. he, he had a little bit of a smile every so often. He sort of enjoyed what he was doing to an extent. Like, after he guns down uh, uh, James Brolin, and he gets that little smirk on his face, and he turns to, to Richard Benjamin <laughs> and says, draw, knowing full well he's going to beat this, beat this guy. <laughs> Easily a man. But, so... Uh, what I like about Westworld is uh, it's it's like a lot of movies in the 70s, sci-fi movies in the 70s, it's about ideas. And this is the idea. Um, there's two parts to it. There's what Michael Crichton wanted it to be, and then there's what it came across as when you're watching it. What Michael Crichton's biggest thing was about was the whole idea of, you know, this corporation putting people's lives at risk so that it could keep it going, right? I mean, there's a short scene in it where the the executives are saying, okay, there's some problems going on. Uh, maybe we should shut this down. No, no, no. It'll look bad if we shut this down, keep things going, and things get worse. Um, I think that was his main idea of what the movie is about. But it sure as hell comes across as, you know, uh, man's over-reliance on science can be his downfall. In which case, where things go wrong, they go spectacularly wrong, and there's nothing you can do about it because everything is so ingrained. So, like, if the power suddenly goes out everywhere, we're all in a bit of trouble because we're so used to everything working, all technologies working. And once technology fails us, we're in trouble. Well, we don't know, know what to do. You know, this was definitely a, a topic that uh, Michael Crichton, you know, never uh, talked about before and definitely didn't do later. <laughs> never talked about ever again. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, another thing people might find familiar is like, hey, that's like Jurassic Park. Yes, it is. But with robots instead of the genetically designed monsters. Mm-hmm. 
you know, there are some writers out there who, uh, you know, God bless them. I love the fact that they do this because it always gets better every time. But what happens is they come up with a core and central theme that all of their work sort of revolve around in some way. But each successive work that they create is sort of a better rendition of the one before and different settings, different characters, different, but that core central theme just is, you could tell it's just, it's ruminating in their minds continually. And this is, that's exactly what it reminded me of. It's like Michael Crichton really, um, he got everything out in Jurassic Park that he wanted to, but he had to start with Westworld. Yeah. And the funny thing is that he did not write Westworld as a novel. In fact, the novelization of Westworld that did come out around the time of the film was actually just a script. Um, because he thought, well, these ideas are s- such a way that the only way I can do it and give it you know, the visual presence is by film. Now, um, and, and I'll, I'll give him credit as a, his first directing job. It looks really good as far as, you know, how he uses the camera and everything. And for a film of its type, he basically he does two things at the same time. Uh, in the first part of the film, he plays on all the cliches of a Western, um, which is what it's supposed to be, because everyone's going to these parks to live out their fantasy cliched Western of what a Western was at the time. Right. So. um which is why Yul Brenner looks very much like he did in The Magnificent Seven. In fact, he almost looks identical to the character he played in The Magnificent Seven. And I don't think that was an accident. No, he said, but, he, said he meant to do it like that. Yeah. And so you've got that, and you've got that look, and you've got sort of the, the, the cliche cowboy thing, even the music. Ugh, the first half of that film, I cannot stand the music, because it's really that cheesy <laughs> cowboy music. It's not, but it's done intentionally. And, and so I understand. And when it gets to the point where things turn and the chase begins, the music becomes really interesting, where it's sort of a cross between the Western and this weird electronic sound. And part of it almost sounds like a, sort of an insect noise slowed down, kind of this creepy noise that they do. And it's really like a very interesting soundtrack in the second part of the film. But you have to get over all the, the cheesy kind of 50s kind of Western look. But you know, 60s. you know, it was funny, though, in the the bra in the uh, saloon, when someone mm-hmm. gets hit, you can actually hear the little cuckoo sound. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and the music for that brawl is just awful. <laughs> oh, that was but, priceless. Okay, that, actually, OK, let's OK. Now that you brought that up, some little niggly, piddly things bug me about the film. And that's one of them. The whole idea is that can't be dangerous for the people in the park, blah, blah, blah. But they allow them to get into a fist fight where, you know, they're being punched in the face by robots, you know, so they get into a full out bar brawl, which looks like it could get out of hand really easily. I don't care how, you know, oh, we'll make the robot hit last or anything. You're still being hit by what's basically this isn't like the West world, the new West world where it's sort of a synthetic human kind of thing. This is these are androids. These are robots. He's got circuits and metal frames and everything. And they just look human. Um, but. Yeah, that fight, I mean, how could they do that and be safe? But, of course, then the whole gun thing doesn't make sense either. Why give them real guns? Yeah, Why not give them guns that do the pow-pow and the squibs go off on the robots instead of actually having to really shoot them? That way, when they shoot back at you, they're not shooting back with you with real bullets? Yeah, that made no sense. That there was a battery lot of battery operated guns too. That was a that was a lot of stuff that didn't make make sense too. Like in that mm-hmm. regard, um, 
you know, I mean, they tried to explain it away, but it doesn't quite work. I mean, they say, oh yeah, no, it's it's uh, you can shoot it at anything, but it's uh, you know heat sensitive and it won't shoot at people. Let me ask Olaf but, a question. You now. know, oh go ahead. I'm sorry. Well, I, I was just gonna say, but you know, this is sort of the this is it's almost a quintessential feature of 1970s uh, edgy sci-fi. Oh, edgy, I use in quotes, um, where you can tell that as a population, as a society, we were not as tech savvy back then as we mm-hmm. are now. Because because just sort of like waving your kind of magic wand over the idea of what was happening was plenty for everybody. Yeah, okay, Science. that's believable. <laughs> exactly. And, and it's, it, it, it's actually almost kind of funny to hear us critique what... It, what should have happened when I honestly don't think that anybody back then would have had any clue how to make it any more uh, realistic, if you will, without sort of destroying the central tenant of what they were trying to portray. So in some ways, it it, it did like a really weird sort of Harry Potter kind of magic idea. But in another way, I, I, I feel like we have just become so sophisticated because of our own technology understanding that we're super picky because I mean, even I have issues with the West world. That's the series now in their science. And mm-hmm. I, I, why? I mean, you know, just it, enjoy it, just, the movie. it starts getting crazy. Right. Just enjoy the movie. Right. Don't uh... yeah. <laughs> stop asking questions. You know, just eat the burger. Don't worry about what, if it was a cow, <laughs> if it was made with a cow or whatever, you know, if it's, you know, if it's a chupacabra, uh, you know, at least it tastes good. Right. <laughs> Suspension of disbelief is is so incredibly powerfully needed in so much cinema, especially back then. Today, it's I don't know. People are a little bit more discerning, but no, I don't know because I think I think the Ghost in the Machine is a big part of today's culture. We all know if I turn on that switch, this is going to work. How does it work? I don't know, but it works. So I'm not going to think about Alexa. It's like, yeah, ask Lexi. See, I can't like, even say how does that work? Come on. Don't know, don't care. It works. That's all that matters. Um, <laughs> but so it's like, uh, but I, I agree with you. But here, here's the thing. They have so many things. Like, for example, the way you can tell a robot from a real person <laughs> is they couldn't do the hands right. Oh, God. Apparently, because you can have sex with these things, the genitalia, they got that down perfect. They just couldn't perfect the hand. But come on, right. what are you gonna? What are you gonna <laughs> get like, right? What? But but come on now, what is a man gonna get right? The hands or the coochie? Come on. <laughs> well, no, hey, women, women went there too, so it's it's everything, right? But what I'm saying is, they're gonna put our a lot sex of extra. Is far beyond our they're gonna they're gonna put a lot of extra work on the vagina. Believe me, over the hands. He might have forgotten that she had hands. That's why he was working on the, the vagina. Oh, nice. But you know what? I, I want to ask uh, Olaf a question. Yeah. I think yeah. out of all of us, even even me, who I've already said I would go to this place, I could totally see Olaf uh, <laughs> going to Westworld like, and having like the time of his life. I, 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 oh, you yeah. would pay that $1,000 a day. I, I'm, I'm sure of it. But oh, yeah. I have a question for you. Me and you are going upstairs with our robot honeys, uh-huh. even though it, it sounds kind of cool to participate in a uh, bank robbery. But I don't think we would even notice that there was gunfire. 
like, <laughs> like he's like he's all like he's about to go up to get laid, and he's all he's like, oh, there's a bank like, robbery. Should, yeah, no, I'm, you know, I'm up in the room. I don't care if they're robbing the hell. They could rob downstairs. It wouldn't bother me not. I just yeah. cracked up. Like, what guy does that? Goes, oh, yeah. I want forget the the. the well, now, the hold on. That was a self conscious guy that hadn't quite. It wasn't till after that that he kind of went a whole lot uh, into the Westworld idea. Because up to that point, he still was like, I feel silly. This is kind of goofy. He knows he's going upstairs to have sex with a robot, which, you know, you're going to feel a little self-conscious. Like, yeah, I've gone to a music park to to, to do it with a sex toy. Uh, you're going to go to your friends afterwards and, you know. Say, hey, when in Rome. Uh, you got to go there and. When in Rome. Rome. Okay, when in Rome. Rome. All right. Oh, you that's, know, I, that's the other section of the park, Rome. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know, I, I, I did ask uh, a relative of mine who had seen Westworld when it first came out what she thought of it. And she said that at the time it was almost scandalous, that her mom didn't want her to see it because she had heard that people – uh, were participating in illicit activities with robots. <laughs> and, <laughs> and now we're just trying to be the first one out to produce that robot. <laughs> Which country will be the first to make a proper sex bot? What, you know what? Uh, may, maybe Lando. Uh, uh, Japanese, I'm calling it. Maybe Lando is... They got uh, a head start. <laughs> we, we were jumping on Lando about that in uh, Solo. Maybe, uh, maybe he wasn't far off, but the, yeah. But yeah, I mean, look. You're in Westworld. Everything is going to, it's like, it's like an artist, right? Every artist is going to doodle nudity, right? Like, this is like one of the first things you're going to do, right? As you're working at your craft, you're like, hmm, let me draw some breasts, right? That's like sex is the first thing we think of. So, of course, you know, the first, you know, it wasn't just enough that we're going to have robots that we can fake fight and fake gunfight. It's like, one of the first things you know, the scientist is like, "Can we make these where we can, you know, you know?" Yeah. So see that. See that's one of the things that I actually find the most realistic about this because I think absolutely positively that is exactly what we would all be thinking. Well, no, don't none forget of the, us would just be my, like, my favorite. Oh yeah, let's my just favorite. go the first, the first real sign they knew they were having a trouble was when the, the middle-aged old man was being turned away by the young waif <laughs> robot. It's like, oh, we're having trouble. She turned him down. <laughs> That's not supposed to happen. Oh my God! Wait, if I'm paying a thousand dollars a day, if I'm paying a thousand dollars a day, uh, I better not get turned down. Which, okay. Uh, in, in today's dollars, is over five thousand dollars a day, adjusted for inflation. <laughs> That's great. So five thousand dollars a day to have sex with robots. Oh, that she, doesn't even seem like that much to be. If you feel guilty, that's a beautiful thing about it. If you feel guilty about having sex with a robot, no, you shoot it afterwards and go. Ain't no one to tell anything now. But mind you, <laughs> that's depraved. That well, is absolutely here, depraved. You know what's even more depraved? You, you realize the guy was hitting on the girl and the robot and everything, and they realized because he's on the closed circuit monitor. So those guys in that little room <laughs> watch everything that everybody does. Yes, that's that's the thing I would. Like y'all gonna watch me have sex with this robot? Like that's gross. I'm paying five thousand dollars a day for you to do that. Oh, right. <laughs> and videotape it too. Like it's a uh, special kind of person that goes to Westworld. I know. I, yeah, <laughs> and Roman World is worse because Westworld at least is you know they're selling it as you go there, you can play the cowboy and do all the kind of stuff. In Roman World, they even say specifically it's out to live out your fantasies 
in a more decadent time. Which was the- <laughs> so basically, you went to Roman world just to have sex. That was well, it. Well, you, you see, that, that actually fits in with the current narrative of what Rome was actually all about. Everybody knows that there was nothing else happened in Rome except nope. orgies. That is the exactly. only orgies thing that war. happened. Orgies and that war. Is what- basically, every monument and every building that was built in Rome was built basically by people stacking on top of each other. <laughs> <See>? <laughs> I, I mean, That's the, the whole the entire That's how Roman Rome was Empire... Created. The entire entire Roman Empire was just one giant search for more participants. That's why they were so successful as a as a as a culture. It was a giant spreading orgy. I love it. I love it. It sounds good, actually. But but, okay, so let's can we talk about um, can we talk about the uh, James Brolin Richard Benjamin's character Um, because uh, you know those are the people that we John Blaine. You mean yes. Yes, and uh, James Brolin is playing John Blaine. Okay, and you can't get more obvious. I mean, just change a couple letters, and no one will notice that that's John. Blaine. And yet he dresses like Clint Eastwood does in the spaghetti westerns, including right. having the little cigarillo there and trying to talk like him, which is kind of neat. Yeah, um, I really, I, I really like that. You know, using them as the guide, of the, you know, to take you through Westworld. Um, I, I, I love how like. When uh, Richard Benjamin's character kills, you know the um, Yul Brenner character. The first, time. <laughs> right? He kicks in the door and blows him away. I love how he gets put in in jail. That, uh, oh, that, I'm like, I'm like, wait a minute! I would actually be kind of pissed. Like, I ain't paying a thousand dollars a day to sit in jail, sit in jail. <laughs> <laughs> and, and wait to be hung. Right. <laughs> Wait, you're gonna hang me too? Yeah, that's the whole thing. It's a, the whole experience. We want to give you the full Western experience and some dysentery while you're at it. Drink the water. Uh, you know, you know. One of the things that always struck me about Westworld, and and I, I, don't get me wrong, because I actually kind of like stories like this. I like stories that start out where you're not exactly sure who you should be rooting for, right? Like the protagonists are not they don't come out as being the the super good guys or you know the most sympathetic or whatever i like stuff like that but mm-hmm. in westworld it, it is so difficult to figure out whether either one of those characters is good bad or in between and well, and part of it is the moral ambiguity but part of it is is this um it, 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 I think it has to do with how they set the world up because, they, I mean, basically they're going there to experience the joy of killing people. Well, I mean, robots, but still. Right. Well, the that, fact that you need that. Now, let me let me, let me ask you all a question. You have not, it's like during so when he was locked up in jail and then broke out of jail. Did you happen to notice that? the amount of dynamite they used to blow out. It blew out the whole side of the building. Yep. And he was in a little cell. <laughs> and he comes out, and there's not a bit of dust or anything <laughs> on him. Well, because there's like, nothing in Westworld is allowed to hurt you, you see. They designed yeah. the dynamite to blow up concrete, but not people. <laughs> <laughs> Science. <laughs> That's it. That's all you need to know. Science. Yes. And, and well, well, dynamite. And then... And, See, I'm one of those. I'm one of those ones that catches like little things in the movie. It's like when you're when they were talking about the guns and it was live live guns, you know, real guns, real ammo, and everything. Yeah. yeah. When uh, uh, it's like the one character, uh, Dick Van Patten's character, he's mm-hmm. you know doing the quick draw and he shoots the mirror. Yeah. Okay. It looked like you know there was it. 
it's the grease bullet that they use to <laughs> shoot the mirror. There's no hole there. There's it just looks like a blast of grease on the mirror. And it broke. <laughs> like going, huh? There's no hole. There's no bullet. But they're real guns. Okay. See, so that's oops. that would have been fine. That see, that would have been how you should have designed Westworld. So yeah, you have that happen, but everything breaks and does little squib things so that it would be like if that's if you were doing a real Westworld. That's how you'd have it, so that you're not actually giving people real guns that they could accidentally, if something goes wrong, shoot other people. <laughs> or, or do I it mean, on purpose. You don't have to. There's no reason they have to be able to fire real bullets. If if the job is to aim and point it and and point at the bad guy in the or any of the robots, they should. The robots should have like a dozen bunch of squibs on them that when you click the the trigger. A signal goes off and it pops a few squibs and it dies, you know, as opposed to actually having to, you know, actually shoot the thing. Because that would be more expensive to repair, don't you think? And, yeah. and you know how and, people are with, uh, with um, like, uh, road rage and stuff. You know good <laughs> and heck well that your only beefs would not be with the robots there. It yeah. would be other ass... Like, because you think assholes yeah, are I coming here. I want to sleep here. with Nurse Chapel over there, but you didn't let... <laughs> Because hey, there's nothing but assholes there. I mean, my enemy. It, it would totally be worth it if I spend five grand and get you to go to this amusement park with me. We're going to have a great time. It's going to be awesome. You won't come back, but it was worth <laughs> the five grand. Hey, if, Dude, I'm spend, if I'm going to spend five grand, I'm going to walk down the middle of the street and shoot everything. It's like, you know it's like, hell, I don't care. Boom, 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 boom. Like, he's just a child. But, wow. See, that, see, okay, but here's... here's, here's that okay. that now, to me that, sounds really like America. That that sounds more... That sounds like exactly the way it would be. Here's this interesting thing. And this is where the new series Westworld comes in. Because that is what they're talking about, is the fact that these people who go there, the, the, the guests, live out these really dark fantasies and they'll do these things like, well... Now that there's no consequences, here's the horrible things that I would do. And that basically saying that's the way all people are. That that's If they don't feel that there's consequences to their actions, then they'll do the most horrible things. Like is that what a person is? And what keeps us from doing that in you know society and that? It's like and purge. Maybe this really sort of touches on it a little bit. It, it doesn't quite go there, but you, you get the sort of feeling. I mean, at least you know when he was gunning down, uh, you know, Yul uh, Brenner, you could say, okay, well, Yul Brenner was the gunfire. You're supposed to gun him down. But if you look at the very beginning of the movie, the uh, the advertisement for Delos, right? You had that one guy talking about how you got to shoot people. Well, you know, you mean robots? Yeah. Well, I, I guess they're robots. I don't know if they're robots. Oh no, no, I'm sure they were robots. And that kind of reaction is like, like, that's the guy that walked down the street and probably gunned down everything he saw. And so he's like, and he's coming out and he's just never, you know, sort of this little guy and the, you know oh now i got to shoot all these people to it okay that kind of thing was like there's a hint there of okay there's the kind of people you worry about like are there people that only don't do horrible things because they're afraid of the consequences as opposed to people who don't do horrible things because they go those are horrible things right well and then that guy and he was he said he was the he spent the last two weeks being the sheriff in, yeah, in that the guy world yeah. and uh, did you notice his occupation? He was a stockbroker. Yeah. 
And did you notice his reaction? He's like, huh, huh, and he's like puffing his chest out and everything. I love that bit because it's like little things. Yeah. Like, he must be like, I'm sure Michael Crichton too says, okay, I want you to play it like this. I want you to play like, you know, you're still being the sheriff as you're coming out because you're so like a kid. You're excited about playing the sheriff and now you're puffed up and everything. But it's like, the, uh, the, the, you know, the, there's, there's to go back to what you were saying before, I, mm. I don't know. I, I haven't actually read a lot about uh, Michael Crichton's um, what his underlying idea was for writing Westworld. Um, I should go look at that, but it doesn't. It doesn't feel to me like at that point it was exploring the depravity of the human. No, condition. and it wasn't. It wasn't. But, he was talking more about did, businesses. And, but and, it did so so effectively <laughs> anyway. Yeah. I mean, just watching it shows you. The, just how incredibly petty we are. I mean, there there are so few times when I have watched something in the the science, you know, kind of genre or science fiction kind of genre, and and rooted for the robots. And in this one, I, I'm I'm sorry that Yul Brenner had to chase you all the way through Westworld, but in all honesty, I still felt like, yeah, you know what, the robots are actually right. This is awful. This is just <laughs> awful. And, and that's the thing too. It's it, there's a, a sort of a hint of it. It's like when he gets gunned down the first time. Okay, you go. Okay, that's part of the music part. But the fact that Yul Brenner's robot goes and finds them the second time, it's almost as if he's looking for revenge for being killed the first time. And whether that's written in a, as the part of the programming in the park, or if that just happened to be the first sign that the robots are becoming sentient, it's an interesting tell. It's sort of like he remembered. What happened to him and this is the kind of thing like we was talking about where the new west world you know plays on that but in this one it's sort of a subtle kind of thing where you'll better decides he's going to get revenge for what happened to him and ends up getting killed again and think about it, both times he gets killed who's he being killed by the the, the little nebbishy guy with the the cheesy mustache who's like ah, you know sort of like doesn't not a tough guy or anything kind of nervous kind of you know meek right and he's the guy that keeps killing him the guy that went to do a bank robbery instead of uh, and then the one that was supposed to be had been there before and all that good stuff. Yeah. He couldn't he couldn't shoot to save his life. In other words, after they broke out of jail, yep. he's trying to shoot the snake. Uh, you know, the other guy. Yep. The well, he's trying to shoot the snake. Can't hit the snake, and Mister Wimpy never held a gun. You know, dead eye shoots the snake the first time he hits it. You know, first time he pulls the trigger, he kills the snake. It's like okay. <laughs> well, maybe he's just got really good after he shot Bill Brenner a few times. And how many yeah. people does it take? <laughs> just gave him credit. How many? You know? How many people does it take to work on a uh, electronic snake? I'm, they must have like Is ten. This a joke? No, they had like ten people working on the snake. Did you Did you see okay. it? Well, don't were... forget, it's not because it was just a snake that they were fixing it. It was because it had a major malfunction. It attacked the guest. So they brought in all their specialists to go. Okay, we got to go over everything on this to figure out what went wrong. They had more people. And it's sort of interesting the way they look at this. They're talking about, oh, it's like a virus and everything. Nowadays, we kind of, you know, computer virus, that's stuck in our heads. We That's just par for the course. But you think about 1975, talking about machines being affected by a, a virus. Uh, it sounds really ludicrous, especially. And the scientists in that, you know, that movie were like, going, okay, what do you mean? Well, it's like a virus. Well, they're not, you know, human. So how can it be? And 
the neat thing that it, I... It, it I, was ahead of its time that way. Yeah. Right. And the other thing that it brought up, which is starting to happen now, is they're saying, you know, the one thing they said was, well, you know, parts of these robots and androids were designed by computers and we really don't know how they work. And it's like, that's the way technology is actually going to the point where we're going to design things to create things and it'll be beyond what we can think of because, you know, it'll just expand exponentially. Right, because- because, you know, at the time, in 1973, you're talking about, you're using the word robot, right? But we don't use the word robot anymore. Or robot. you're talking about your Roomba, maybe. One of the guys called it but a we robot. But we, <laughs> we, we talk about AI. We talk right. about actual artificial intelligence. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that the difference is that in 1973, we were still looking at technology as sort of being that uh, clunky state of solid, you know, material. And, and that's why I feel like Westworld actually did a really awesome job sort of designing something new for the future. Like, no, see, this it could, it could actually be this beautiful. And, I, and, and to me, I actually like that. And you know what my favorite part is? Their first solution to the problem is what everybody does nowadays. Let's just turn the power on and off and see if that fixes it. <laughs> it didn't but it was a good idea right <laughs> shut down the and, power to the park and let's see if uh, that fixes it we'll just reboot and, this thing and then they forget that the robots have uh you know a, a battery pack and <laughs> oh well how long it's like well some of them will last 15 minutes some of them will last 12 hours like why why in the, which why would ones you put why would you put a battery pack in that would last 12 hours after it's all you know out of power well, most of them are the sex robots, but there's a few of the killing robots that have that 12-hour b- battery pack. <laughs> and and here's another well, actually, thing: it's the other way around. The killing ones have the 12. Uh, most of the sex ones, we know what it's like. They only need five-minute battery but, pack on those things. But <laughs> here's another thing. Here's another. Here's another thing. And um, you might want to do earmuffs, um, Jen. But remember at the end, Uh-oh. at the end when he pours the water, he gives the the woman ro- uh, water, yeah. and it shortens yeah. her out. And I'm yeah. like, I'm sitting there like, really? That would, you know, like you wouldn't, you would think they would have figured out how to stop fluids going in the robot's mouth from making a short circuit. Well, this was water. This is different. It's a little less viscous. Oh, is that what it is? <laughs> yes. Well, now that that's that's another one of those. That's another one of those oopses. Like you know, no 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 bullet hole in the mirror is because. But, you know, they have this banquet going on. You got yeah, robots and, eating, and people, yeah. and they're eating and drinking yep. and everything else. Yeah, and I this, was say the same thing. this one in the dungeon, you give her water and she fries out because she's leaning <laughs> against the metal bars. Like, really? Wow. Okay. Well, no, I think the whole thing was that she was only designed to be a prisoner in the dungeon. That was her only. So she wasn't going to eat. She wasn't going to do anything else. She was just going to be in the dungeon and I don't know, sadomasochistic. I, I'm gonna just so there. she was the she was the base model, not the deluxe. Exactly. I'm going to I'm going to say this. If robots, forget, wait, hold on a second. Sorry, I just want to jump in. Because don't forget, the first time you see Yul Brenner, they're in the bar. He knocks over. He knocks down the thing, and he Yul Brenner knocks back a couple of bourbons, whiskey. That's whiskey, true, sorry, huh? And does not go. Zzz, zzz, zzz. So maybe they're designed different ways, or okay, I hope maybe that's so. just a bad plot hole. I hope so because, uh, <laughs> God forbid, your robot uh, can't take fluids and uh, something happens. <laughs> <laughs> well, it'll be an electrifying experience for both of you, wouldn't it? <laughs> You'd be like, "Oh, how do you know? Yeah. Wait, can you look at her hands and tell if she's a fluid-taking uh, robot?" <laughs> <laughs> 
that's awful. Yeah, she only has four that fingers. Watch really out. Awful. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. But okay, so um See, see, wait, see, see, this is this is exactly this is exactly why Westworld would be created. You all have just demonstrated it perfectly. <laughs> we're not even at Westworld and we are able to somehow be the most depraved thinking humans on the planet around a central idea. I mean, this is just you guys could not have illustrated it better. Hey, that's the first thing I thought was like, you know, that that, that would be it. But um okay, so one thing, though, I think might be a flaw uh, with the film um, is that I think in a lot of ways, um, Michael Crichton, he really tried to, to hit for the moon. Right. And I think he should have done like the TV series did in the first season is he should have maybe just made it just Westworld because the other worlds are so yeah. incomplete, you know, yeah. almost like you almost don't need them. Maybe well, he... I I think you know he's looking at sort of looking at sort of a Disney World kind of park, right? So the, there's different places. There's Future World. There's the uh, you know the Fantasy Land and all that kind of stuff they had in the Disney parks at the time, right? And I think that's what he was trying to go for. But, <laughs> but yeah, but the other stuff is kind of pointless and useless. Except for I got to watch a creep get stabbed, so that was all right. No, that was cool. <laughs> but you know what I would have would maybe maybe what he could have done was instead of having maybe they should have been in the middle of creation when you know like they were like adding those on and then maybe it would have then he could have just focused on the west world because the, the movie's only like an hour and a half and mm -hmm. you know it's like those parts seem kind of incomplete so maybe if those were in the process of getting built versus you know already up and running then it would have felt more, you know, like, oh, okay, that makes more sense, you know. And, you know, you could have still had the guy getting stabbed because maybe they could have been working out what it was going to well, be when it opens and then that happened. I, I can see what he was trying to do. Because apparently there was, like, a longer cut of the film that he, his original um, uh, director's cut, not director's cut, sorry, the uh, the first edit that they did um, was a bit longer and there was more stuff happening in the other parks. Mm -hmm. uh, but as he watched it, it was, it kind of slowed everything down and bogged everything down. So he trimmed it for the sake of it. But if you see it, like they want to show the chaos, at least the Roman world stuff they're showing on the screen, right. at least give you an idea of the robots going mad. Cause you didn't see anything happening in Westworld. I mean, that was the kind of eerie thing. They woke up all hungover and there's nobody in the streets. And it wasn't like yeah. when he walked in the Roman world where everyone's dead all over the place. Right. Or in, Medieval world, which apparently only had one guest, um, <laughs> good good for them. because yeah. <laughs> uh, obviously nothing else happened in that castle. No, but that see, one. Pervert. See, I would have, I would have gone to medieval world. That would have been my choice. Yeah, and what yeah. would you have done in medieval world? Mm. Don't be that way. Um, what happens in medieval world stays in medieval world. And would you be a, would you be a princess or a wench? A dragon. Oh god, that's a good question. You know, that's actually two sides of the same coin. So oh. maybe half of the time one, half of the time the other. Well, yeah, it's like I, I remember, first work. week, first one week you'd be uh, the princess, one week you'd be the you know queen. That makes you go back every time, right? To be someone Mitch. different, right? I was a sheriff for this That'd year. Awesome, it would be a boot black in the next. What? <laughs> Y'all want your boots? You, you know what? You know, you know what this reminds me of, though. It reminds me of how incredibly why the the reason that this works is because we are also uh, incredibly conscientious about how moral we are. And so, if you go to a place like Westworld, you can basically forget that you're a moral person 
And forgetting that you're a moral person means that it, it sort of like frees you up to do all the things that you wouldn't normally do. But that's, but that the point of doing that is in inside of Westworld as they created it is sort of, it's kind of missing. Like, well, what did that guy do in medieval world that he couldn't have done back home? Um, what seduced a girl? Yeah, that's because I'm well, guessing that guy wasn't lucky. Expensive date, Jeez. Yeah. Well, actually, if you saw the, neat, the here's the neat thing. He went with his wife. You see them in the hover car in the beginning, right? And they're talking about the thing. He went to medieval world. His wife went to Roman world. Oh, that's right. 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 And you right. see that she's That's killed right. in Roman world. So she went off to have her hedonistic pleasure in Roman world. He went off to do whatever he wanted to do in medieval world. And it was basically, let's go on a vacation and not see each other. Do whatever <laughs> the fuck we want to do. Right. And then we'll come wait back a minute, a wait a minute again and not say anything about what happened. Wait, in those wait places. a minute. I, I, wait like a minute. I, I gotta say, I like I, no, no, I don't. And that like was that. a nice, it's a subtle bit, but if you watch it, they're both sitting side by side. He's like, looks at her, pats her hand, everything. And they talk about, here's, this is medieval world. Blah, blah. And he's like, uh huh. Here's Roman world. And it's a decadent, blah, blah, blah. And he gives her kind of a look, a nervous look, kind of going, oh, what? And she's got this kind of smile on her face. Yeah, you know what, though? I am not letting my wife go to medieval world without me. So bump that. <laughs> okay, so you, you're never going to go to Westworld alone either. No, I'm no, I'm going myself, and she's going to yeah, watch the see, kids. Yeah, that, she's that watching the kids fly. at back uh-huh. at uh, back yeah, in yeah, LA. yeah. You're 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 not going to get that's not going to fly. Well, no, I, <laughs> good I'm, luck with no, that. No, I'm saying I'm going to Canada to visit my good friend King Penvin, and there yeah. uh, <laughs> <laughs> you are. <laughs> but me and me and me and King so, Penvin yeah, is going. Why, we're why, going why, together why to Westworld. Five thousand dollars a day. What's happening here? <laughs> What are you doing up there? The color's not worth that much. For that. <laughs> Holy we're doing uh, we're doing so, uh, hockey lessons from uh, you know. Yeah. Uh, the... You better be able to skate after that. Then. <laughs> <laughs> did 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 any of you uh, by any chance see? Uh, I I mean to call it a sequel, I think is maybe not uh, all that great. <laughs> but did any of you happen to see Future World? No, uh, I I think I saw a part of it for, uh, and I turned it off when I was watching on TV. It was not very good. It was a, it was sort of um, what kind of sort of a Manchurian candidate kind of idea. We're replacing everybody with robots, kind of thing, and it was eh. well, it, it it was actually part of the because it was part of the Westworld story, right? They're still talking about Delos and uh, yeah. and and kind of what may have happened. Uh, when the when everything happened because they re they update the entire park they do amazing things well the only reason that i mentioned this is because anybody who's tuning in who thinks that you know maybe they'll learn something about the westworld series which sorry maybe you won't but (laughs) if you watch the original westworld and then you watch future world there's a whole lot of like little tiny easter eggs that they hide in the westworld series that are related to both of those movies well and it's 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 actually quite ingenious yeah and that's the thing because you don't know whether the westworld of the movie supposedly happened because there was originally talk saying oh this happens after the westworld the movie like later and it's it's hard to tell the way it's set up if it is or not but there's little hints like for example in the background in one of the rooms there is a bald robot with the Yul Brynner uh, cowboy yeah. gear standing in the background. It's going, oh shit, that's, you know, that's the, yeah. the gunslinger. So was there a Westworld before the Westworld they had there? I don't know because they kind of, the way they hop around with the timelines and everything doesn't 
make it seem like it's possible that they would have had that had that disaster then gone and did this other technology and have the same damn thing happen again to its guests i mean i'm sorry i think the first time that disneyland nukes half of its guests i don't think it reopens a couple of months later and everyone goes all right let's go let's go we're going to disneyland oh it's like oh no we're not mickey mouse Uh, ate a child i don't I don't know. I don't know if you could convince a bunch of people, though, that, you know, that whole have sex with robots with no consequences, kill people in the streets, do everything that you wanted to. I don't know if you could get people to stop people are dark engaging that... in that once you give it to them. I so just... are you saying, hold on, uh, no, I'm, I'm curious now, are you saying that you people are the type of people who would go around and murder and mayhem if there were no consequences? Yes. Have you not seen The Purge? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh dear. I mean, this is this is a, this is definitely a very central idea in our society. We're just we we we're uh, too polite to bring it up all the time. Okay, but I this think is it's scary because under the I'll, I'll tell you, I play I play Grand Theft Auto, and then I feel bad for some of the characters I come across, and I, and I try not to hurt them. And I, I know they're not real. I know the job is to run over people and do stuff, but I go, I can't do that. That's that's wrong. There's a part of me that goes, I, I, I can't. Maybe I'm just I don't know. I don't know. I'm yeah, scared see, of people now. You people scare me now. We're going to find some lighter fare to watch. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I'm kidding. I run over people in that game see, I think that, that I think that that's, it, whether Michael Crichton meant it or not, I think that that's one of the beautiful parts of Westworld altogether. Is And, I mean, if you think about it, there's, there's sort of a, uh, an extended metaphor going on too where technology is basically chasing people right Mm -hmm. i mean it it, it's sort of a little bit backwards but really the 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 technology is is the dangerous part not because the technology by itself is dangerous but because the technology has become like us because it's developed a way to think for itself and that makes it dangerous that that doesn't say to me that doesn't say well you know, let's make technology free thinking because maybe it'll come up with the cure for cancer or whatever. No, we, what we are saying is if we make technology like us, it will go wild and start killing everyone. That's the first thing we jump to. I mean, and I'm not saying that he's wrong. I think the same thing, but it's just so fascinating that that's where we are at. Uh, and, And Westworld does such a good job of saying this is where technology is. This is where we are. This is why we should never make technology smart. Well, here, it, but it also says another interesting thing about uh, where we are in, in society and everything. We both rely to like a, a scary degree to on our technology. I mean, half more than half of our population would die off if everything stopped. Because we don't have the wherewithal to actually survive. As much as we all want to think to ourselves, "Oh, I'm a survive," we learn how to survive. When if everything failed, if all technology failed, most of us would die starving in our basements because we don't know how to live without the technology. Well, the alone uh, might kill ten percent of us. Yeah, and so we've got this, <laughs> this 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 total dependence on this technology, and yet at the same time we have a very very deep fear and mistrust of it too so we there's this weird thing going on in our society where we have both things so we fear and need the technology 
I mean, you look at people sitting there staring at their smartphones. You know, there are people who cannot get by a day without doing something on their phone. You know, the texting or getting information, contacting people, whatever. There's they cannot go a day without that, where right. they feel completely, uh, you know, cut off, useless, and isolated. And yet, at the same time, we fear this technology too because it's spying on us. It's it's w watching what we do. It's learning from us in a way. I mean, it may not have intelligence yet but the capability is there and then what happens at that point or how dependent do we come on the technology where everything is done for us where you know you have your smart cars and everything else and where you no longer have you no longer control technology you just live and the technology does everything for you and well, then and the, I, I think there's one other way to sort of look at the, the lessons of Westworld and that is in the end it is a person who outsmarts the technology, but only because the person has been put in such great peril and had to come up with, you know, creative thinking skills, the acid, the, you know, everything. Okay, and hold on. <laughs> hold on. That's our wish fulfillment there that, okay, no matter how scary it goes, we'll yes. figure it out. But yes. uh, that guy, uh, okay, A, he had to ride out in the middle of nowhere, find a technician who goes, oh, and uh, maybe you could throw acid at it. That'll take care of its eye thing. <laughs> and that's the solution. I mean, okay, if the technician wasn't there, that guy was screwed. I mean, he, I, how many times did he give himself away? You know, when he's sitting there and he's like, oh, finally, he realizes, oh, good. He can't see me. <laughs> it's like, oh, you idiot. <laughs> you gave your position away. <laughs> I mean, he was just lucky the robot wasn't smart enough to lunge right there and then. Uh, right. In fact, that now, would be a good ending the, right there. You, you know what? The, in other words, the big lesson with Westworld is don't give the robots real guns. Yes. Yes. I don't think <laughs> That's the thing. Why did the robots have real guns? And that's, a, and that's in Westworld also in the in the, the series. It's like, yeah, we we'll give everybody real guns. Why? Why give anybody <laughs> real guns? But okay, let's say you're giving your guests the guns. Why are you giving the robots the guns? Just in case something does go wrong. Ugh. I don't know. It's like going to the Pirates of the Caribbean and allowing them to take hacks at you and just hoping that they don't actually hit you with their real swords. I'll, I'll go to that park. Could we could we do Pirate World? I'm, 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 now I'm thinking I want to go to that world. Why didn't Michael Creighton do Pirate World? Uh, because nobody saw Pirates of the Caribbean before then and everyone thought it was just nothing but, you know, Treasure Island. I'm, I'm talking, yeah. Well, I'm talking black sales. Let's go do before, black sales before we um, before we um, say goodbye. I want to. We got to talk about um, the final confrontation, and we got to talk about um, the fact that uh, the the people that worked in the um, in the office uh, couldn't get out the. <laughs> the, the <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes, the fact that they designed a airtight room that if the electricity goes out, well, cannot be opened. And there is no reason for either of those things, except for plot. we got to get rid of these guys somehow. Well, okay, so I actually thought about this just a little bit, and if you'll okay. humor me to to hear what might maybe was thinking behind it, I don't know. Okay, go ahead. Uh, they, they they developed all this, you know, kind of super tech. Well, what they thought was super tech, really. It was just lights on a board, but it's cool. They had keyboards. And, and back then, they actually used to have these, like, uh, you know, you decontaminate almost before going into these rooms because the 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 technology was so 
uh, fragile, if you will. I, I don't know how to describe it. And so, and I, I, there, I do remember sort of references to it had to be, um, I forgot what the word is, but there's some techie word for it had to be like a, a, a static free room, a clean room, a whatever. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's what they were thinking that, uh. you know, if they made it a closed system, that that would keep the technology. And maybe except that for every like, time you open the door. Yeah. Well, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> which means, which is I, why they never allowed it to happen. I, 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 I then feel they like got that was the fate they deserve. That never quite made it. They got the fate they deserve. Then that's a dumb idea. Yeah, I I really don't understand that. But I mean, yeah, sure, it works dramatically, but realistically, it makes no sense. If you have a system of electronic doors, every, the first thing an engineer will think is, if this thing fails, because that's the first thing the every engineer thinks of, is like, what do I do when something goes wrong? Okay, here's what I do. I make sure that there's a backup. The backup could be another power thing. Okay, let's say that fails. Okay, I'm going to have a manual opening to the door. Because you don't, you don't have a, a single lock mechanism based on one power thing. So if the power goes out, you're fucked. It's like I'm sorry. And, oh, power went out. There's not enough air in this thing, too. Sorry. And and yet, and yet they give the robots battery backups. You know. Yeah. And, you, <laughs> the robots get the battery backups. Oh, oh, that door, forget it. But 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 you know what was funny though was. The uh, when the guy was trying to break the uh, the glass and he does the old fashioned uh, grab your elbow and um, you know swing it into the thing and then he gives up and he's just sitting there drenched in sweat and he's like I don't know what yeah. to do. <laughs> <laughs> I the first thing I would have thought of before the air thing is like, oh shit, you know I really need to go to the bathroom before I got in here. <laughs> why 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 did i wait i thought i could get out in five minutes oh. uh but okay so let, let's talk about the final count the final um the final bit uh the final bit uh, which was hilarious um the um so you know uh james brolin and uh and um uh richard benjamin or right richard benjamin right yeah uh, richard benjamin they they come across um yul brenner's character again and he wants to have a, a duel. And can I first interject this? Is no disrespect to James Brolin, but Josh Brolin didn't get his acting skills from his father. That's for sure. Because uh, he's not a very good actor, uh, James Brolin. But, <laughs> oh, you can, I liked his uh, I've Been Shot. It's actually, I think it works in this. <laughs> oh, right, right, okay. Uh, <laughs> because, no, I think it's, it's sort of like, it's that shock of going, holy shit. I, they, they fucking shot me. I, I what a mistake! And like not realizing that you know he doesn't know what's really happening here, which is that you know <laughs> everything's going haywire. He's just surprised and, but and I, stunned. I think I and then the second fun- shot comes in. He yeah, it, it, it's funny as hell. And then he's over there bleeding to death, and yeah. uh, he still is like, uh, "Are you okay?" You know, like, <laughs> he's, uh, like well, <laughs> he's like, "You don't want it to be do true." Weird things in those situations. Yeah. So. I, I give I, it. I give it. I don't say. I mean, uh, the one thing I have to say is that both of them are the most uninteresting characters. Um, there's, there's no charisma in either. Of the, well, I mean, maybe James Rowland has a little more charisma than the other guy, but not much, only because he's a little cocky. But other than that, there's, there's no real charisma in, in the leads. And so, even though you're sort of going, "Oh, I feel bad for this guy because he's more of an everyman being chased by a relentless killing machine," there's no real like you don't really care about him as much if you know no, what i'm saying not at all you don't care about him at all um 
And yeah. um, but it but the funny thing is though, uh, so when he takes off and he gets on the horse and he starts riding, yeah. um, I just looked, I thought the uh-huh. I thought the horses were sorry. I thought the horses were also mechanical. So how the heck was it leaving heated footprints or hoof prints in the in the water? No idea. Because as you know, uh, our, our robot had infrared vision, which, by the way, uh, the first digital um, effects done in film, that was it right there, the robot vision, believe right. it or not. Right, yes, yes, that is true. And that, that blew people away at the time. Now it looks kind of odd, but uh-huh. he managed to get that done. He'd actually gone to the aerospace engineers to see if he could get that effect done. And they said, yeah, yeah, it'll only cost you like $500,000 for like two minutes worth of this stuff. I was like, no, no. And he got somebody else to be able to do it. And they processed it and they filmed it and they kind of got that image thing. I'm always curious is how when they show like Yul Brenner through his eyes, that pixelated view that he had, how the hell could he hit anything? (laughs) (laughs) I'm assuming that... uh, He's got it's sort of like the way that the Terminator walks around, and there's like all these readouts going. I'd be too busy trying to read the readouts to figure out what the hell I'm doing, <laughs> right? It's giving me 3,000 yeah. pieces of information I got to deal with. And, oh, yeah, and that guy's over, he's moved. Oh, it's like, but yeah, they got that pixelated view, and he shoots and shoots his hat off. I'm like, how the hell could you tell which one was a hat? <laughs> well, I'm assuming the robots knew that. I'm yeah. assuming, and he then he leaves his too. gun. The guy leaves his gun. You like, you never leave your gun. <laughs> yeah, that that was a uh, yeah. Unless it runs out of batteries. Uh, <laughs> that, <laughs> that was funny. that was the one thing. It's like, okay, what about that gun that was running on batteries? <laughs> it's like, that batteries run out. I can't shoot. Like, so, what? No, but you well, know what? My, Did my, it make its own bullets, and the battery ran out to make the new bullets, or what? I, I, you know what I love is the exposition guy. That's changing um, the uh, the tire, you know. Oh yes, you know <laughs> he just happens to run into that guy, and he yeah, gives the you, engineer right. He gives them just the information he needs to defeat. Yep. You know, I, I, <laughs> tells him exactly how you stop him. <laughs> Set him on fire, and then and throw acid in his face, and, and and don't worry if he comes after you when he's all burnt up because he's probably already finished by that point. Oh man, I love that. Thank you, thank you, random stranger. I'll, I'll see if I can remember that. But you haven't got a chance. <laughs> yeah, that, that's actually a serious plot device in Westworld, uh, the series. They're all of the texts are all sort of, uh, they're all little. Uh, I don't know. I wouldn't even call them plot seeds. They're just they're 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 tools Positions. to sort of you know push some little tiny bit of exposition forward. Yeah. But they are so God. They're so it, it it actually makes you feel bad. You know who I always think of. Um, I always think that all of the techs in Westworld should wear a red shirt so that we could just call them the red shirts. <laughs> I'm here to tell you what needs to be told and then die. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, Thank that... you. Except for two of them. Yeah. They just inexplicably decide to side <laughs> with the robots killing now, everybody now, the... and help them out. Now, let me ask this question, though. I, I kind of missed it. He said it was a specific kind of acid. That, uh... Uh, no, no, he did not. He just said, he just said acid. acid. Yeah. Okay. Luckily, luckily, our, our friend decided to go through all four of the acids <laughs> that happened to be sitting on the table right in front of him. It's like, what? what is? Oh, this is the acid table. Let's see. We've what got. he really Acidic meant? Acid? What he really meant. acid? Wait, what he really meant was that he needed to give Yule Brenner LSD. <laughs> and see, and that would have solved everything. He'll like you after that. Yep. No, did, did, 
Did you find it funny in that particular scene where he was doing the getting the acid that Yul Brenner's walking down through there? No, he's not had anything thrown at him or anything, so he still has all of his completely all of his robotic functions. And doesn't notice the re- big fat hot guy lying. Yeah, he's not laying not, on the table. He's, he's, not meaning he's a hot dude, but meaning he's got like temp body temperature. Right. Yeah, he, he's able to see the footprints on the ground, but he doesn't see uh, the footprints go. And then uh, he's laying on the table, laying on the table, all still like, going, he won't see me. He won't see me. Oh, it didn't work. It worked. Yay. <laughs> well, he did turn around the last second because maybe he was toying with him. That's the only thing I think. I'm going to toy with you because I do not have a gun. But you now know, I'm going to turn on you, and now I'm going to beat you with my fists. <laughs> but you know what? When I saw that as a kid, I remember that being really frightening oh that it's a great effect eh? they use what alka-seltzer and some other stuff put some water and it just starts fuzzing and dripping off his face like this Wait a stuff i thought off. that's how yo brenner died effect. i thought they that he was so committed to the role that oh, uh, <laughs> oh <laughs> no he was just committed to the cigarettes that killed him kinte that is the saddest thing i've ever heard i can oh, totally imagine it. a little kid thinking that too oh, stop <laughs> it. Yo, died for this movie oh my god <laughs> no but he was in such bad shape he took the movie because he did not get paid a lot for this look when i was a kid i used to believe that when actors died in movies they sometimes really died i, I don't know no idea how i could rationalize seeing them later but well, it didn't matter at certain time. actors have done it everybody um yul brenner uh didn't die in this movie i mean he died in the movie several times he died like four times in the, in the movie but, but not uh, real life right westworld was not a snuff film <laughs> yeah, was. we could start that rumor it kind of was Westworld is really a snuff film this was the movie that actually killed Yul brenner they set him on fire <laughs> in real life don't believe it. When they said he died of lung cancer from smoking, <laughs> he died from smoking while that being on fire. <laughs> what smoking was his corpse? Why did it take him so long to light him on fire? I mean, like, once I saw him come back, I'd have been out of right to lightning. He had no gun. I, yeah, well, that's the thing, right? I would say, hey, I, I, he's got 12 hours. It's just a matter of just running for 12 hours. And eventually, <laughs> yeah, he's yeah, just like, I'm going to I, I actually liked Yul Brenner in this. Not that the, the acting was all that great, but I it, no, it does take a certain someone to be able to be sort of that kind of um, oddly emotionless, calculating without yeah, no, he was without stunning. breaking up. The behind the scenes cuts must have been just hilarious. <laughs> Keanu Reeves would be great in the remake. That, oh, there we go. <laughs> So, but actually, you know how we always talk about what a film should be or what it could be? That's the kind of interesting thing that uh, has happened with this movie. Um, sort of some of the themes that you go, oh, if they'd only expanded this now. And, and that's what's happened with the series, which I, I kind of thought think is interesting. So this is one of those few films. And this was actually a successful film in its day. This mm-hmm. was the most successful film that year for Metro Golden Mare. Like, it made them a lot of money. Which is why they yeah. had a sequel and everything. So, I mean, you know, when we say it's a cheesy film, it doesn't necessarily mean it was a, fa- a flop or a failure or a bad film. A cheesy film it, it can be a successful film, but in retrospect, you look at it and there's some parts of it you go, yeah, that doesn't hold up really well. There's a lot of, you know, I mean, they can hide some stuff with the, you know, wearing the Western duds, but, you know, the opening scenes, everyone in that 70s clothing with the turtlenecks and the suits, 
and the ugly, ugly wallpaper inside their hovercrafts. Oh, God, that was awful. It's like, oh, yeah, that just stinks of 70s. And that, 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 that very same relative that I told you about who said that they had seen Westworld when it first uh, came out, she also told me that she remembers waiting in line. And there were a <laughs> lot of people in line to see this movie. So it oh, must yeah. have been pretty popular. Oh, yeah. And you got to think, th- th- those days, too, I mean, we, we take for granted the fact that every piece of media is at our fingertips nowadays. You wanted to see a movie, the only way you were going to see it was in the theater. And a movie would stay in a theater for months. I mean, I remember uh, Empire Strikes Back being in our local theater for a year. Wow. You know, and I saw it when I was a kid. I saw it 11 times. So I went and I put my two bucks in. I saw that movie 11 times. I'd go almost every other weekend to go see it. Because that's the only way you could see, you know, see the stuff was to go to the theater and watch it. And that was it. You, there was no video rental coming. Well, eventually there was. But at the time, you had no idea of that. Go and so it. if you wanted to see a film, you would line up and go see that film. And if you really liked it, you'd go see it again. But, you know, and you knew that if once that was gone from your theater, you might not ever see it again unless it came on TV. <clears throat> So. Okay, let me ask. Let me ask this question again, and then we'll get into our our scores. Oh, what about food? No, you know what? We're gonna do the scores, and then at the end, we're gonna do Jen's part, and okay. then I'll give the final tally. It'll give me time to do the final tally. Oh, okay, that's See, what you're doing. But, but, but now okay. you know. Thanks for uh, pulling back. Rooting the, the magic. Yes. Uh, now the they know who side. Oz is. They, oh no. Do not pay attention to the mathematician behind the curtain. Let me ask you. Let me ask Jen a question, a personal question. Okay. Uh-oh. If you were dating a guy, and you found out that he had spent a lot of time in Westworld, if let's say Westworld exists, would you look at him negatively, or would you look at him, uh, or would it matter to you at all? And would you want to know what he did while he was there? Okay, well, the answer to the last question is no. I wouldn't want to know. The answer to the previous question, though, is a little bit complicated because if he's got enough money to spend $5,000 a day in Westworld and I'm dating him, then, okay, look, you know what? Do what you want. What if he went broke from going there all the time? (laughs) He did have that money. The entire fortune there, maybe we might have a problem, but... You know, no, actually, you know what? I, 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 again, I mean, all kidding aside, I actually have a deep, I think this is one of the reasons that I love the Westworld series so much. I have a very deep, uh, this, this absolute creepy feeling about the kind of depravity that it would really sort of take to go to a place like that and fully immerse yourself. I, you know, I mean, I've, I, I used to play Dungeons and Dragons when I was younger, right? And I mean, and I thought that was just this like, oh my God, it's a fully immersive experience and I can do anything that I want to. When you take it to the next level, that really says something about a human being that would do that. So it, I don't know if I would actually want to hang around people that were willing to go to a place where the killing, even if it was just representational, was like, oh, yeah, this is going to be fun. But it's a weird feeling because we're, I mean, I play video games. I I don't know how many people I killed in Skyrim. I mean, it's not like it, it doesn't, it feels so weird to say it that way. 
and and be on one side of the moral fence and then judge somebody on the other side of the moral fence. So I don't know. It that would be a really tough question for me to answer. Well, let me let me say this, Olaf. Yeah, we just got our answer. So uh, if when they do make a Westworld, uh, we can't tell any woman that we get involved with um, that uh, we go. We used to go there. So. <laughs> Hey, you know what? We can lie for each other. We'll just say we're going on a fishing trip. There you go. Was, you know, we're going fishing together. We're really going to go long. fishing. Right. So you'll lie to, I'll lie to your woman, you'll lie to my woman, and we'll, we yeah. really will spend that $5,000 a day. You know what? Yes. <laughs> There's no way anyone's going to figure that out. <laughs> I think that's, that's the big giveaway is you have to be stupidly rich to go there and that no one's going to notice that you're spending this much money a day. Look, can I just uh, can I just offer one piece of advice? What's that? Pay in cash. <laughs> <laughs> Honey, you got a credit card bill for twenty thousand dollars for blah blah WW? What's that all about? <laughs> oh, I just suits. I, yeah, I bought a bunch of suits. Yeah, well, you know, we needed. Well, um, we caught a lot of fish. Discussion. <laughs> we caught a lot of fish. Yeah, and we needed a we needed to rent uh, we needed to rent an aircraft uh, carrier to, to to bring it back. That's what it was. <laughs> All right, so uh, King Penguin, can you tell us uh, about the scoring and and, um, well, and then we'll get we, into it. If I can remember, we go we score these things out of uh, several categories. <laughs> we talk about uh, the uh, oh, let's see, the production value basically talking about uh, the overall look and feel and whether you can see where the money was spent or not. Um, the storyline, the uh, acting, and the overall entertainment value. All of these are rated out of 10, of course. And once we've scored those all up, we see where we sit as far as... Uh, oh, look, someone said production quality. Did I not say production quality off the beginning? Oh, here we go. Someone just... No, no, I, no, no I just put it in there for everybody so they can. Okay, so look okay, okay sorry. So someone popped it up on me. I said, like, oh, is that telling me I said something wrong? Does no, it no, matter? just to help I'm, you out. We're going by whatever I said right now. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> but um, so, yes, and uh, then we take a look and we see where we fit on the uh, scale there from anywhere from Limburger, which is the worst, to Gouda, which is good cheese. Mm-hmm. I like Gouda. Anyway, so I'm going to pass it off to others to to rate first and then I will uh, I'll say my bit after. All right, well, so, you Jen, know, we'll Jen get... you wrote a paper on this. Why don't you tell us what you thought about this movie? Okay. Well, and just to clarify, my paper was about specifically the chase scenes and the camera angles and it it was geeky dorky and also I was, you know, much younger so. Yeah. Right. You mean no you, were, you were nerdy when you were you were nerdy back in the day? I was nerdy. I, I have been. I just told you I played, you played Dungeons, Dungeons and Dragons. Dragons for God's sake. <laughs> Can't get this is what's wrong with the world nowadays. It used to be that you knew who a nerd was by the fact that did Dungeons and Dragons. Now it's like, yeah, so my I collect I collect toys. Oh. I I was one of those people that was like I was a really good faker. So like I was super nerdy, but I could pretend to be one of the cool kids. So it's yeah, it's kind of cool. Okay. So I have uh, production value. I have uh, a six. I don't know. There's I. I wanted to give it higher, but uh, there was just something so, for lack of a better word, cheesy about everything that went into this. Um. Uh, let's see, acting. Acting. I gave uh, a six 
too. Maybe, maybe that feels too high, but I loved Yule Brenner. I really actually liked some of the, especially the extras. I don't know. They were just all so entertaining. So they propped up the main characters, I guess. Story, I gave a seven. But overall, I gave it a nine. I, and I'm just going to explain real quick that from start to finish when you watch Westworld, the entertainment value is truly forgetting all of the little plot stuff and and just sort of remembering that we used to really think that this was the future state of robots. Yeah. And it's fun. It's just fun. So. All right. All right. So I, I'll go next and then we'll let uh, Olaf go and then we'll end up with King Pingvin. Um, I gave, uh, you know, first of all, I love this film. I grew up with it. Um, like I said, I would rather go to Westworld than Jurassic Park because I teased that in the beginning. One is you don't get lucky in Jurassic Park. Um, well, unless, no, you're not going to get lucky in Jurassic Park. Uh, <laughs> uh, unless you're a vorophile. <laughs> um, you know, I can uh, think of 20 nasty jokes to say right now, and I, I won't. Okay. Sorry. Uh, you know, and also, I I say Westworld. Uh, I like Westworld because I like the idea of the imagination, and you can create whatever uh, reality within this fake reality <laughs> that you want. I like that, and it's not just the killing part. I mean, I'm sure I'd kill a couple of bad guys for a good measure. Uh, you know. Uh, and, but, you know, I would realize also that once I go back to the real world that I can't kill the guy next door as much as I want to, you know. So uh, maybe that might save the guy next door because I did it at Westworld. So anyway, production quality, I give it a seven. Um, I really liked, you know, for that time, the the aesthetic that they had. I mean, it was basically real simple, but it was effective in, in my mind. The, the one thing was uh, I thought... You know, some of the, the stuff was so 70s, but, uh, I mean, shoot, that's what they were working with, you know? <laughs> um, number two, the story. I love the story. I think it's a, an amazing story. I, I, um, I love the concept of it. I mean, I think that I was always enchanted by that that concept of, you know, of a place like that. And like I said, when I was a kid, I really thought, like, oh, they, you know, I, I used to think movies were like, you know, like, oh, yeah, this is like telling you like some real stuff right here. Right. So uh, I thought, you know, I thought it was like a real place when I first saw it. I saw it very young. Um, number uh, three, the acting. Um, just purely because of Yul Brenner, you know, maybe I was a little more generous than I should have been. But I gave it an eight because I love Yul Brenner and he's so menacing in this movie. He, I don't think he what does he say? Like one line in the whole movie? Yeah, I think he's got three lines. Three lines? In, and in, one of them is draw. Draw, right. He does say draw. It, the most lines he had was in the bar when he was trying to uh, go Don't, him into yeah. fighting. Yeah. And and Dick Van Patten, too. Uh, I like <laughs> What I, happened to him, by the way? We never found out. Yeah, they never, they didn't say what happened to him. I, I actually liked him in that. And Maybe you know, he survived. I, yeah, he might have survived. I, I like Dick Van Patten. Unlike you, I hid. <laughs> and and then uh, the guy who was the head, um, the the head, uh, the guy with the mustache, he was the yes. head, the scientist or whatever you want to call him. Uh, he also did the voice of Skeletor, by the way. That's right. He sure did. That's right. He's he's a good. He's a fantastic actor. And I he's still he, working too. 
And I, I think I thought he did a solid job um, in that. Um, so, and then I like Richard Benjamin. Um, you know, James Brolin. I'm not a huge fan of, but his son is great. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> you know, so I, I like the acting. I gave it an eight. And overall entertainment value, I gave it a nine because I love this film. It's a, a really good film, and I think I've always said it. They needed to remake it because. It was way. It was one of those things that was way ahead of its time, and you know, with technology, you could do you know a lot more with it. And that was probably the, the thing that was was lacking was the technology, the, the technology uh, aspect of it. And I think the budget wasn't quite what he needed too for even for that time. I think his, I, if I remember correctly, reading that he wanted a bigger budget and he didn't get it. I believe so, and he needed it. You know, to tell the story that he really wanted to tell, which was a huge story, but uh, great movie, enjoyed it. So uh, Olaf, uh, production quality, story, acting, and overall entertainment value. I liked it; thought it was great. <laughs> All right, you got to give a score. What do you got for production yeah. quality? Uh, well, production quality, it's like you know, for at the time. You know, they did what they could with it, and you know, like I said, I you know seven because it was it was pretty good um, as far as like the acting. Uh, you know, I it was a little on the cheesy side things, but it was you know the the ones that were in there. Oh, I don't know. I'd probably go maybe a seven on the acting, uh, and then overall. Oh, what, yeah. what did you say for story? I'm sorry, I missed that. Oh, for oh for story. I didn't uh, skip story. Sorry, oh, okay. um, storyline. Eh, five. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> not not it's like not much. Not much of a storyline. I mean, you know, it's like robots. You kill them and go on. It's like yeah, it's okay. But uh, it's like I'd say overall, I'd I'd, I'd go with like a, a nine overall. I mean, the the movie as it was, like I said, I'd. Pick it. I said I pick things apart by the continuity and things like that that, that are missing in it. I, I pick up on more of that than anything else. But uh, you know, for at the time when it was shot, it was you know, you know it was ahead of its time a little bit, and I think and the, uh, because of what they were talking about and how they portrayed it. Um, I don't know. I just I've always liked the movie. It's like when I first saw it, it's like I thought it was. I said I liked it, and you know, I still do. All right, all right, I love it. All right, uh, so Kingpin. Okay, production quality. I'm going to give it a solid seven. Um, yeah, they used uh, some sets uh, from Western stuff, some old sets that we that were never used again after this film. Uh, the medieval sets kind of cheap. The uh, Roman world was Charlie Chase's backyard, so <laughs> not much there. But when you got the labs and everything, um, I thought aesthetically that was a great look. We had the long, long rows of the tables, the, the computer rooms, and the corridors and everything, which were really nice and atmospheric, um, and some beautiful shots of scenery and everything, and really, you know, when they used the desert stuff. Um, the story, it... it you can't lose with this. It's it's such a good story that it's been retold again. You know uh, that there's some interesting facets about that story that you know just touch something that you know we all have this sort of weird fantasy and in, in ways we're playing out this kind of thing with video games nowadays, right? Where we're killing the uh, you know the AIs or not well the 
the digital versions of people right now, but we're sort of living out those things where we kind of live out these fantasies on computer. In this case, they got to do it in real life, and maybe that's the next step, and we'd like to do that. Who knows? But uh, it's just a fascinating, great story. I give that uh, an eight. Acting, I don't think anyone did a poor job of acting. Even the, the extras sort of, they put their all into it, and, you know, some was a bit goofy, but I kind of liked it. Um, and, you know, I like the fact that I saw Majel Barrett, who played, you know, mm-hmm. uh, played uh, Nurse Chapel in Star Trek, was playing the the owner of the brothel, and you had <laughs> Dick Van Patten as well. Uh, you know, it's always great to see him. I mean, he's did he did a cameo in another, or not a cameo, but a, a small part in another sci-fi film I love, which is Soylent Green. So you mm-hmm. know, he was busy around that time before he did Eight Is Enough. Um, but uh, him aside, and Yul Brenner, of course, just great amazingly menacing um like you know you could feel that if this guy was following you you wouldn't be sticking around you know bad mouth and you'd be getting the frick out of there as quickly as possible <laughs> uh so yeah i give an eight to the acting even though the guys you know i i liked the acting both the characters did uh i mean richard benjamin was basically playing you know the audience trying to catch up with everything that's going on and brolin played the cocky guy who was there before explaining everything that's going but they did a good job i mean you could see that they were starting to have fun doing this and they looked like two schlubs that were going to an amusement park and it just happened to turn bad on them that's all um and overall entertainment oh, I'm sorry. Was what, was acting? what was acting i'm sorry sorry for the acting the the, the score yeah eight and overall entertainment value is nine. Um, uh, it's a good film to watch from beginning to end. There's no parts where you kind of sit there and go, okay, get on with it or whatever. I mean, yeah, some of the Western stuff is cheesy, but it's meant to be because it's an amusement park. They're, they're playing the part, like they're doing what, you know, you're playing Cowboys and Indians as grown-ups. So, yeah, of course it's going to be cheesy. The music's going to be a bit goofy and everything. But when the story turns, it does. It gets really interesting and tense, and there's some really great shots and some really great moments in there. So, yeah, it, I think it's an entertaining movie from beginning to end, and I don't think there's any parts where I sit there, sat there and went, okay, uh, I don't need to see this part. This is kind of lame. I, I like the whole thing. All right. Um before we uh, we t- turn the mic over to um, to uh, our good friend Jen, um, there's a couple of things I wanted to point out that I just love about it. Is I love that iconic imagery of the face taking um, um, Yul Brenner's face off, mm-hmm. the face plate off. I mean, I remember when I first saw that, I thought that was like the coolest thing ever. You know, yeah. like you know, it just was, and it looks so cool. Like even today, it's still is really cool looking effect and uh mm-hmm. I, I like that and then also i love that image that they uh, they love to show they showed uh where they're coming in and you see through the sunglasses the uh oh yeah 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 the hovercraft that is so cool they, they did that yeah i kind of like cool. that yeah and that's because they couldn't get the hovercraft special effect to work so that's <laughs> the next best thing <laughs> Oh, I and I liked it. I think someone should use that again in another movie. Yeah, that looks so damn cool. Yeah, even today, and you know, we've seen all kind of cool movies with all yeah. kind of stuff. So, kudos. All right, I'm there sorry. You go. So, uh, can you tell us about your segment and uh, what you got cooked up for us? Literally. Okay, so uh, the, this week I actually uh, it was kind of cheating just a little bit because uh, it was so super simple to make, but I felt like. You know, 
medieval world was only a little part and Roman world was only a little part, but West world was, that was the big thing. So I created or uh, recreated mm-hmm. a West world chili. <laughs> um, and, and the, what I, what I had actually, what I had originally planned for, uh, for West world chili was a little bit different, but you know, I was reminded by my daughter that um, keep it simple because remember that the point of Westworld is not to go and eat some fabulous meal. The point of Westworld is to eat, be full so you can go and do everything else that you want to do. So I thought that was pretty smart. That was pretty smart. So we made uh, we made a, a kind of a basic chili, lots and lots and lots of awesome carbs, keep you going. Anytime that you are being chased by a rogue AI, you'll have plenty of power to get you where you need to go. That is not what I uh, thought that the energy was going to be needed for. But okay, we can do that too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm assuming that the AI are going bad. See, that's my. Oh, okay. That's my, oh, yeah, they're, right they're, out of the gate, I'm thinking they're, they're bad. bad. Okay. Now, here, here's the thing I was going to ask is how come you didn't pick something from the Yule Brenner cookbook, <laughs> which is Food Fit for a King and You? Ah. which came out in 1983 it's a real book do do you know why i did i wouldn't do that because i have enough respect for yule brenner to let things like that die in peace Uh (laughs) well how do you know the food wasn't really good i looked at it it's not good No, is no. it like those '70s things where you see these orangey and brown pictures of Jello molds and stuff like that, and that was supposed it, to be special food? It, it's like, not quite like, like that, but Jello mold. it's not quite like that. But it's kind of like uh, it's kind of like Yule Brenner discovered the rest of the world and you know lots of different ingredients and thought, oh, okay, well why don't we put them all together with something that maybe tastes a little American? And uh, it just it doesn't work. It doesn't work. I've got the curry and a hot dog. <laughs> yeah, some of the Just put the hot dog in the curry, crazy. and there you go. <laughs> I found this thing called rice, and I'm going to put it with chicken. Well, in Westworld, though, you don't just have rice. You have dirty rice. Yes. Mm, yes. Beans. Hello? Oh. Uh-oh, did we lose Hello. Did we lose her? Nope, I'm sorry. I'm back. Sorry, sorry, sorry. She had to hack again. Okay, so <laughs> oh. sorry. So that so that's Westworld chili. So try it. Let me know what you think. I can't wait for next week. Next oh. week. Oh yeah. What we, do we have next week? Batman nineteen sixty six. Oh ho, ho, holy movies. Yes. <laughs> Look out. Look out for anyone who thought Batman, you know. The greatest Batman movie was done in the in the two thousands. Uh uh the greatest Batman movie ever made was done in nineteen sixty six. It definitely didn't jump the shark, did it? <laughs> no. Okay, in sorry. Fact, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it did not. But yes. So next week is Batman, nineteen sixty six version. So uh, I would suggest highly anyone listening who has not seen this, go watch it. Seriously, go watch it now before we start so that when we discuss this, you can go before while you were sitting there at the time going, this is the stupidest thing you had. And when we discuss it, you suddenly start laughing at the same things that we do. <laughs> yeah, what is it? Uh, boom, pam, bam. Uh, <laughs> it's more than that. It's so much more than that. Oh, God. I, I haven't seen so it. So I, I, I'm on pins and needles. I can't wait. 
All right. Do you want me to do the rundown of where? Yes. The movie... Let's see where Westworld sits in the old uh, cheese old meter. <laughs> All right. So I'm gonna reveal Westworld score by revealing the other scores. We've done six movies oh. so far. And we're gonna do ten okay. in this in this grouping, and then we're gonna have um, on August the thirtieth, we're gonna have our debate of whoever finished in the top two. And um, so let's start off with uh, the rankings of si- the six films. Number six. Okay. Coming in at a nine uh, with a ninety-one, um, scored a ninety-one, which is a fifty-six point eight seven five on the cheese read uh, rating. Uh, we have the Omega Man, so that's in last place. Oh, I'm sad about that. Yeah, number five, and actually, I like the Omega Man a lot. Um, it's a, mm-hmm. a very good movie. Uh, number five um, with a ninety-three, um, scored a ninety-three, which is fifty-eight. Point one to one twenty-five on the cheese rating uh, is burnt offerings, which we yeah, and I'm mad about that one last week. Yeah, <laughs> that was last week. Number f- number four, which scored uh, okay. Where is the rating at for number four? Uh, oh, okay, my bad. Number four, which scored a ninety-seven. And which is a sixty um, percent on the cheese rating. Oops, I put that in the wrong place. Uh, is in fact uh, Conquest of the Planet of the Apes. That's number four. And number three on our list uh, is um, the Warriors. Which oh. uh, got 109, which is a 68%. Number two is Return of the Living Dead, with that scored 115, which is look at that jump, eh? That's a big jump too. Which is a 71%. And number one in the number one spot is Westworld. It got 120 today, which is a wow. 75% on the uh, cheese reading. So, so uh, right now, currently, if if uh, the if it was the final two movies, uh, would be uh, Westworld versus uh, Return of the Living Dead. So I, I don't, <laughs> you know, I don't know if um, and that'd way, be a tough one. And the way we're gonna do the uh, do that wrap up is um, one person is going to um, uh, basically go in favor of one movie, and the other person is gonna go for the other movie. So, and let's say, like for example, if it is these two movies, Westworld versus um, versus uh, Return of the Living Dead, I assume I probably would do Westworld, and um, uh, it would probably be Jen would do uh, Return of the Living Dead, and then we would have a debate on which one should win. Uh, you know, season two of uh, Cinema de Fromage, and um, and you would be the moderator. So you would ask the questions and we would have to debate on the clock. And mm, you know what? We'll have a panel. We'll have a, we'll, we'll, make, we'll really do it. We'll have like a panel that will score us on our arguments. <laughs> like we'll do it. It's going to be fun. We, I, I am so down for that. Yeah. So that it, sounds like fun. But it's, if those two movies, uh, maybe the final two movies, we're not sure. We'll see. I uh, don't know. We got a lot of good ones coming up. Yeah. Cause we have, uh, Batman, as we said, next week, the following, after that, we had the Poseidon Adventure, 
um, which is a great movie. I enjoy that quite a bit. Uh, after that, we have Flash Gordon. And mm-hmm. um, the last movie that we're going to do uh, in this series is Battle Beyond the Stars. So, yes, which I don't know. Have you seen Battle Beyond the Stars before? Yeah, like a long time ago, yes. Okay. So I've seen uh, all of those movies. I think I've... Okay. I think the only movie that I hadn't seen that we've done this one is uh, Burn Offerings. Yeah, same here. Yeah, so that was like the only one. I had seen pretty much all of them. Now, it's funny, though. The only one, like a couple of them, like Return of the Living Dead was almost like watching it for the first time because I hadn't seen it in so long. I didn't remember it that yeah. well. And um, and uh, so, and watching Flash Gordon and Battle Beyond the Stars and Batman will be kind of like seeing it again because it's been so long since I've seen those movies. So I'm looking forward to it, but we do need special guests. Um, we do have one for Poseidon adventure. Um, I'm working on, um, uh, someone for Batman, uh, next week. Um, but, uh, we do for those other ones cause we want to keep it at four. So, mm-hmm. but, uh, anyway, so that's a little, inside keeps us honest. One. Yes. But it's pretty cool. Also, hey, listen, bef- before everybody jets out and we talk about social media and whatever, mm-hmm. everybody who's listening right now or who finds their way to this podcast, message Kinte and tell him that you totally want to hear a week-by-week breakdown of Westworld because I, I know that Kinte has got a lot of awesome ideas about Westworld. Mm-hmm. You're talking so, about the TV next- series, not... A weekly, uh, no, week by week, by the same yeah, we're week. gonna do a week by week of the movie. We're just gonna break down each shot once a week yeah. and see what we come we're up with. We're at scene one. We're we know that's sunglasses. <laughs> the first episode is the opening credits. <laughs> we, um, did, we did three hours on the credits. No, no, no. The first episode would be the, the commercial. Oh, that's right. Uh, we did a commercial, and then it'd be the opening credits, and then it'll be sunglasses guy. Well, and only sunglasses guy because that guy deserves his own show. <laughs> That's too funny. So she's talking about the series. Uh, yes. You know, uh, I'm going to finish uh, Westworld season two. Uh, and you haven't finished it yet? No, okay. I haven't. I haven't. Um, I, I still Football. need to finish The Americans. I need to finish uh, Westworld season two. I need to finish uh, Hunting Hitler. I need to <laughs> finish. Uh, uh, let me think what other crazy shows I need to finish. Uh, so if you haven't seen Hunting Hitler, that's awesome. So, <laughs> so I have a name like that. How could it not be? I, I have a, a feeling though, when I get to the series finale, they're not going to catch Hitler. Oh, is this like a pseudo documentary? No, no, right. <laughs> it's a documentary about, Oh my gosh. It's, it's, so this is like that Oak Island one where they're doing the, they're trying to dig up this treasure and which people have been searching for, for over a hundred years, supposedly. And yeah, they're never going to find the damn thing. So I don't know why people keep watching it. They're, they're trying to prove that Hitler didn't die, you know, in the bunker and that yeah. in fact he went to South America, which is a story we've all heard for many years. So they're actually yeah, yeah. Except it. for the, there's actual physical proof that he did. So, no, that, remember they said that, that they said though that that, oh that that proof was not true because it was a woman. Why. It was a woman they found, not Hitler. They had his dental records and his dentist. They captured his dentist. They had his dental records and the, the teeth. They they positively they trust me. Stalin 
would not have rested until he had found out for sure that the man who had, st- who had attacked his country was indeed dead. Don't and let, it had don't passed let, his test. Don't let facts get in the way of a good story. I, I'm sorry. <laughs> Clearly, you've never seen Alex Jones. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, I did watch The Boys from Brazil. Does that count? <laughs> no. <laughs> okay, because it's the same story, isn't it? So, so um, I have a lot of shows to finish. But uh, uh, all right, so let's start off with you, Olaf. Thank you so much for being our special guest today. And, yes. Oh, it's been fun. I enjoyed yeah. it. And and uh, we got to chop it up uh, more. You know, we need to uh, you know to go fishing. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Go fishing. Yep. That's our little code now. Yeah, we're going fishing. We're going fishing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, how can we get you in social media and all that good stuff? Well, you can stalk me on both Facebook and Twitter at Olaf Barbosa, but just don't. Uh, so I, I do I do get nervous, and I do have an itchy trigger finger, so don't stalk too close. <laughs> we don't have the budget that the other show, so I have to do the sound effects with my mouth. Yeah. Hopefully his batteries have run out. <laughs> his guns. <laughs> No, they're solar. They're solar powered. My my guns never run out of battery. Oh, oh. wouldn't that suck? If you're in a gun if shootout and all of a sudden you're like the battery's out. Like, oh, boop, boop, boop. why oh, didn't time, I charge time. I this switch, thing? I gotta switch batteries. Hang on. Okay, <laughs> wait. Hold on a minute. So, yeah. so you go into bed. You had to make you forgot to put the battery on the charger right beside your bed. Oh, oh man. All right. So, uh, uh, Jen, uh, how can um, we get you in social media and also tell us about your lovely websites. Um, okay. You can get me on social media at Twitter, uh, at following bliss one. Um, I can be found on, I can't even think anymore. Westworld <laughs> totally drained all of my power. <laughs> <laughs> my websites are movies, make the com and critical laughs.com with two L's. You know, I just realized that was a callback, wasn't it, to the gun? It was. See, that was so. Uh, see, that was so slick. That was nice. It just slid right by me until I was like, "Oh, I get it." Ha <laughs> 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 uh, ha. You're, you're good. You're good. Yeah, she had. She she's got the five five minute battery pack instead of the twelve hour. <laughs> I also have five fingers, just in case anybody was wondering. Oh, uh, there you go. <laughs> now that's a callback. <laughs> you know, you know what, Jen? I think you. I don't. I don't think you would do any de- anything debaucherous at Westworld or Medieval World. Not at all. No, I think you'll you'll go there and just have a picnic in front of the castle, and you know. That's all. Yeah, and and she had, she got five fingers, and it's like, in, but the only problem is the middle finger sticks. <laughs> <laughs> all right, uh, King Penguin, how can people get you in social media? Oh and, Lord, I don't do social and, media. Uh, I'm from the Stone and Age. And how can we get God Crash sake. Cody? When is Crash Cody? Um, when's Crash Cody? Uh, the Squeakle Part coming three? out? Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, it's it's half done. <laughs> And then I stopped working on it because uh, the voice actors disappeared on me. But anyways, we won't talk about that. But we will talk about uh, – I do have a, uh email because I do that kind of thing. So uh, kingpenguin at gmail.com. And, of course, I uh, we have uh, suggestions and everything for the next season. If you've got a movie that you really want us to talk about, um, please, by all means, suggest it. I'd like to see stuff that I haven't seen before uh, unless it's been suggested by Jen. Um <laughs> 
<laughs> otherwise, you know, we'd love to see what you got. If you know a cheesy movie that you want us to review and suffer through, uh, let us know. At, uh, again, that's why I said kingpenguin at gmail.com. That's with a V, not a U. Penguin. You know what we should do, though? For every holiday, we should do a, a corny movie that fits the holiday. When, whenever these holidays pop up. Oh, yeah. I could do that. Yeah. Santa Claus Conquers the Martians. Yeah. So, maybe, we, maybe we could do like a week in December, and it, every Arbor day, King. every day it's like a a, a, a Christmas theme movie. Well, you know what? No, if you're gonna do um, Christmas, you got to do it right and do the Rankin and Bass um, Christmas specials. Okay. Each one of those is a gem of awfulness. They, <laughs> I've got good memories of them, but when you really watch them and break them down. They're really awful. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, Rudolph no, the Red-Nosed not, Reindeer is about a psychotically nasty, horrible Santa. It, and, yeah, they're terrifying. And, yeah, Santa was the worst in that one. So, I, yeah, maybe we should do that. I would do the 12 Days of Christmas, Rankin and Bass. <laughs> I, I, I'm up for that. All right, yeah, and we'll totally go to hell for for that blasphemous uh, show. But <laughs> oh, yes, it's worth, sure. totally worth it. Totally We're worth all it. getting cold. <laughs> all right, and you can get me at KentaF on Twitter, and you can go to our website, which is IndyRadio.org. That's I-N-D-Y Radio.org. Of course, we'll be back on our regular uh, day, Thursday. Uh, it'll be August the 2nd with Batman 1966. I just call it Batman, because that's the name of the movie. Batman. Okay. B- Batman. Batman. Batman, not starring, uh, um, what's his name? Buster Michael Keaton. Keaton. Michael Keaton, Buster Keaton, yeah, starring Buster Keaton, and uh, that would be an interesting Batman. <laughs> so I'm excited for that and looking forward to it. And uh, and you guys uh, out there have a wonderful weekend. And remember, fellas, when if you ever go to Westworld and it stays in Westworld, you know, <laughs> and a, a and a winch turns you down for sex, no means no. <laughs> Unless it's a malfunction. <laughs> Don't get me too at uh at uh, Westworld, okay? <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll see you next time. At Essentia, we're starting a movement. We're looking for people who don't predict the future. They create it. They don't dream. They dare to do. Essentia is supercharged ionized alkaline water that powers your thirst for life and helps you do all the things that make you extraordinary. If you want to get the most out of life, join the movement and become part of the Essentia Nation.